Hi, I'm Marilyn, and I want to welcome you today to Exposing Grief. When we expose anything, it becomes less threatening. To expose loss and grief will provide us with some emotional control. In 2020, we laid the foundation for these conversations. Over 12 episodes, we explain how loss and grief can and does occur at any age or stage in life. You can go back and listen to those earlier podcast episodes, or you can begin listening today as part of your journey to become more emotionally and mentally healthy. Today, let's tackle a subject that I was reflecting on with a friend. It actually was something I had not thought about for many years. The subject is interesting, and I wanted to share my thoughts with you. My friend and I were discussing how our bodies remember trauma, even when we have consciously or unconsciously suppressed the memory of the event that caused the trauma. There are studies that back this up, and the thought is that it's much like PTSD. The body knows that the stress occurred even if we refuse to acknowledge it. Since each person is so different, there is no good explanation as to why two people can experience the same trauma but will not necessarily have the same emotional or mental response to that event. Again, we can look at the death of a parent. Siblings raised in the same household can have completely different ways of experiencing the grief and pain that can be experienced by such a loss. Our mind will do all it can to help us survive any trauma, especially trauma that causes a deep emotional or physical response. That is one reason people can endure torture, remain alive, and not necessarily be institutionally insane. That does not mean the person has no emotional or mental scarring. It just means that they have coped enough to survive. The trauma that the body holds is real. It can manifest itself in the form of headaches, backaches, insomnia, loss of appetite, and many other ways. People can't endure a lot of extensive physical testing when the true cause of the pain is unresolved emotional trauma. Give yourself permission to take care of yourself. When you feel good about yourself, your relationships are better and your health is actually better. Unresolved trauma of any type keeps you in a sort of prison of despair and hopelessness. Part of you feels like things will never get better. Maybe you cannot face your past on your own. If not, then please get professional help. There are people who want to help you fight what is swirling around inside of your head. You want to conquer your past so it does not interfere with your future. If you find yourself in bad relationships a lot, you want to explore why you choose people who hurt you or dishonor you in any way. You want to find out why you don't feel that you have value. Each person has value. Believe that and live according to that belief. I know people can purposely pull you down, but don't buy into it. Of course, you have to be healthy in order to ignore those voices. So work at getting healthy. Life goes so quickly, you don't want to waste time being bound by others' opinions. Seek out friends who can be supportive. You can find out fairly quickly if someone has your back. If they don't, move on. Don't judge the other person. They have their own past traumas to resolve. Also tell yourself you will do some self-reflection, no matter how odd or awkward it may feel. It really is beneficial to get things out of your head and onto paper. The paper doesn't have to be pretty or fancy or formal in any way. Writing from your heart for 10 minutes over three days does wonders for your emotional and mental health. Loose leaf paper is really good because you can toss it out after the week is over if you want to do so. You might ask, where do I start? I'll give you two phrases that are opposing. I dislike and I like. You can draw a line down the middle of your paper, use front and back, or use two pieces of paper. It's your choice. You will want to start with the I dislike phrase. 
Complete the phrase in any way you like. I dislike doing dishes or I dislike Robert, etc. What you are doing is making a list of your dislikes. Only write for five minutes. After the five minutes is up, switch to the other phrase. I like, for example, I like sunshine, I like peanuts, etc. Again, write for five minutes. Put the list aside. For the next two days, add to your list. Starting with the I dislike list first. On the fourth day, review your list. Take five minutes each for this exercise also. Add to the list or scratch things off the list if you decide you don't really dislike or like what was written. On the fifth day, really ask yourself why you dislike or like what you have put on the list. Some items on the list may make you cry. Other items may make you smile. Only spend about 15 minutes total doing this self-reflection. On the sixth day, you might write about how you felt about the process. The following week, you will want to choose two different phrases to work on. For example, I am sad when, and then you complete that phrase. And I am happy when, and you complete that phrase. I think you get the idea. Self-reflection does not have to be long in order to be beneficial. I think of it as emotional mind dumping or cleansing. The process becomes less intimidating the more you practice it. These are my personal experiences, opinions, and observations. Shared conversations about loss, grief, and emotional well-being are necessary and perhaps well overdue. Be a part of these important conversations. I want to thank you so much for joining me today. I hope to visit with you next time on Exposing Grief.